Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Gail Diamond, and today we're studying Pesachim 117, Kof Yud Zion. This daf starts out with a beautiful midrash regarding words that have the name of God as part of the word, Hallelujah, Kesya, Yedidya, and goes on to talk about another important word in Hallel, Merchavya. Hallelujah is, of course, an important word in the Book of Psalms in general, and in the Hallel specifically. And the word Merchavya is an important part of, um, of Psalm 118, which is kind of the culmination of the entire Hallel. And the question is, um, can these words be separated into two, or are they really one? Um, but in the discussion of this question, we have the great uh, memra here by Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, who talks about the ten different kinds of praise that we find in the book of Psalms, Nitzuach, Nigun, Maskil, Mizmor, Shir, Ashrei, Tehillah, Tefillah, Hoda'ah, and Hallelujah. And, um, and he says that the greatest of these is the words Hallelujah, which contain the name of God and praise, Shem V'Shevach B'Vat Echad, in one word. So there's really a, here, a peon here to the word um, Hallelujah. And we note that two of the words in these ten words have the same root, Tehillah and Hallelujah, from the same root, Lehalel, uh, to praise. And this becomes the defining word of Sefer Tehillim, so that although the word Hallelujah only appears in the last book of Psalms, the last of the five books of Psalms, um, the last of the five sections of the book of Psalms, although the word really only appears there, it becomes the defining word, and as it were, the defining verb, um, for what we do when we are praying Sefer Tehillim, when we are reciting Psalms, um, we are all about praise of God. And this word, hallelujah, has both praise and God um, inside that word. Now the daf goes on talking about Shir Shabbat Torah, the song that's in the Torah, which is of course Shirat Hayam that is found in Exodus 15. They ask the question, who said it? And the answer is that Moses and Israel said it. But then they ask the question, and they come to the conclusion at first, that the prophets who were among them, and that is uh, understood to be among the people who went up from the sea, right? that there were prophets there and that they were the ones who ordained the recitation of Hala. Now this is, of course, in contradiction with what we know from a, a baraita of Rabbi Meir, who says that all the praises that are said in Sefer Tehillim, they were all said by David. And this is based on a creative misreading of the last verse of Psalm 72. At the end of Psalm 72, we have the end of the second book of the books of Psalms, and there it appears, Kalut Filot David Ben Yishai, that this is the end of the prayers of David Ben Yishai. But Rabbi Meir says we shouldn't read this as Kalut, that this is the end of David's prayers. Rather, we should read this as Kol Elu, 
and that kol elu, um, that all that expression, all of these should apply to all 150 psalms that we find in the Book of Psalms, all five books of the Books of Psalms. In part, Rabbi Meir, I think, is responding to the fact that psalms that begin mizmor le David or le David mizmor are not confined to the first 72 psalms. We find David mentioned further on in the book of Psalms. For instance, in Ashrei Psalm uh, 145, we have Tehillah le David. So in, in part, Rabbi Meir's teaching is responding to the fact that we have Psalms of David throughout the book of Psalms, as well as to the tradition that the whole book of Psalms was written by David. Nonetheless, Rabbi Yossi goes back and says again that his son even says that Moses and Israel said the Hallel when they came out of the sea. And this puts the origin of Hallel at that moment of redemption, that the Hallel is said by a person, by a community that has been redeemed, not by David who comes later, who lives in a world where he lives in the land of Israel, not at all, that Hallel are the words of praise of the people who actually experience redemption. And this case is further strengthened at the end of this uh, passage where it says, is it possible that before the time of David, they were sacrificing the Pesachim, they were carrying lulavs, and they weren't saying these songs? Is it possible that Halal is so late? Um, Halal has to be early, has to be at the very beginning of the origins of all the holidays. Um, we could do a lot of discussion about what is the meaning of anachronism in this section. Um, how does it happen that things get retrojected into a past? What is the imagined past that the rabbis are imagining for the Jewish people even before they entered the land or before the temple was built? Um, there's a lot to be said about this passage on those terms. But I think for me, the heart of it is the location of halal at the moment of redemption. The next passage goes on to talk about David and the Psalms of David. And it talks about the fact that we have many Psalms that are communally oriented, especially Psalms that begin Hallelujah. Usually we can envision the liturgical community being part of those Psalms. And on the other hand, we have some, many Psalms that are intensely personal. For instance, Psalm 30 could be an example of a Psalm of a, of a person recites to themselves, or Psalm 6. Um, the psalm that we say every day in Tachanun. There are many psalms that seem intensely personal. And so the conclusion of the sages here is that when David said something in, uh, in a communal language, he was speaking um, for the community. And when he spoke, said something in personal language, he was speaking for himself. Um, I like this in some ways, but I also think that one of the beauties of the Psalms is that they aren't just speaking for any individual person, David or the author of the Psalm or anybody else, but rather they are speaking for the communal every person, as it were, that each person can put themselves into the individual Psalms. And the communal Psalms also, we can put today's community, we can also think about the Jewish community over the centuries and the ways in which those Psalms have spoken to our community from the time of the Temple up until the present day. We then learn about the names of the various kinds of psalms and for what do they correspond. Um, so it says nitzuach v'nigun la'atid lavo, that when a psalm says nitzuach or nigun, it's talking about the future. That is when the headline, the koteret of a psalm, what we, what we say in uh, English usually, the superscription of a psalm, uses uh, the word nitzuach or nigun or some form of those verbs. According to this Gemara, it's speaking about the future. 
The next one is uh, perhaps I think the least uh, successful uh, pairing here, where it says that a psalm that says maskil was said through a translator. Maskil, I much prefer an interpretation that would have uh, something in the root of sechel, haskala, wisdom, um, that those psalms are connected with wisdom. And the next section is perhaps my favorite part of this, where it says, where we learn le David more. This teaches that the Shekhinah came on to David, and after that he said the psalm. And uh, conversely, when it says Mizmor le David, this teaches that first he said the psalm, and then the Shekhinah came to him. Now, there's two very important pieces of this, uh, of this Midrash. The first is the notion that the psalms are divinely inspired. Shashata alav Shekhinah, that the Shekhinah was on David in one way or another, either before or after, um, but the Shekhinah was on David at some point during the reciting of the psalm. This is teaching us that although the psalms are the work of a human being, clearly the work of a human being, not the speech of God, they are divinely inspired. And, I, and the second thing that we're learning here that I think is very important is that sometimes we come from divine inspiration to prayer. But just as frequently, or maybe more frequently, we come to prayer and later divine inspiration comes to us. And this is an important teaching for all of us in our religious lives. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.